Hello and welcome to Stories from India, a podcast where we talk about myths, legends and folktales from India. I am your host, Narad Muni, and I'm a mythological character myself. I have the gift of eternal life and knowledge of the past, the present and the future. By profession, I'm a traveling musician and a storyteller. So the way I'm doing my job is by podcast. This episode is a folktale from Maharashtra. Although there are variations of this in pretty much all of the Deccan. The Deccan is a plateau covering large parts of Maharashtra, Karnataka, Telangana, Andhra Pradesh, Tamil Nadu and even bits of Kerala. Today's folktale is about a jackal. Our story starts with a jackal and his friend. The jackal's bestie was not actually a beast. It was a human, a barber. If that seems like an odd pair of friends, I do recommend you check out a much more unlikely pair in the Vikram and Betal stories. Now, between the human barber and the jackal, who do you think was the cleverer of the two? If you said the very human and therefore very intelligent barber, you would be totally wrong. In every little thing that they did together as friends, the jackal managed to come out in front by just a tiny bit. Not enough for the barber to be offended, but enough for him to resent it a little. For example, take last night's dinner. They had shared pakodas. But the barber was sure that the jackal got more than half. And that time, the barber accidentally slipped and fell into a ditch? Was it just luck that the jackal didn't fall in? Had the jackal just staged the whole thing? Regardless, the barber had determined that the next time they tried anything together, he would try and get an advantage over the jackal. And coincidentally, it seemed that the jackal had just such an opportunity lined up. I have an idea for what we should do next, said the jackal. Let's pool our money and buy a farm. He said that in a perfectly normal human voice. What? Why would we do any such thing? asked the barber. He was not surprised that the jackal could speak. Maybe he did the very first time, but not now when they had been friends for years. Just imagine, said the jackal, it's basically our own private vegetable garden. We will be able to eat cucumbers, melons, grapes, whatever we want, whenever we want. That seemed like a good idea to the barber. So without asking any further questions, he fetched his life savings. The jackal 
being a jackal and therefore not in a salaried occupation had no savings to contribute. Instead, he volunteered to do all the paperwork to buy the farm and then promised to do all the hard labor, sowing the seeds, growing the crops and harvesting them. The barber would have to do nothing. He need not even bother himself with the details of where exactly this farm was located. Somehow, the barber was fine with that. Never mind a deed to the property. The barber did not even ask for a receipt for his entire life savings that he just handed over to the jackal. Many months passed. And in that time, whenever the barber asked whether they both could go to the farm and eat all those cucumbers and melons and grapes, the jackal always answered that the fruit was not quite ripe yet. The barber realized that this situation had turned out exactly the way he did not want. He seemed to be at the losing end of yet another deal. So he secretly followed the jackal one day. And the jackal went to an actual farm. The barber was about to jump out from behind a tree and announce that he was wrong for suspecting his friend of having spent the farm money on other things. But then he noticed two things. First, the farm was full of all kinds of plants bearing all kinds of fruits and vegetables. And second, there was a large group of jackals waiting patiently by the gate. The jackal let them all in and the beasts began to gobble up everything, feeding on the ripest of fruits and vegetables. Angry at being cheated out of these things that he had financed, the barber decided to get his revenge. He waited until all the jackals left and then he crept into the farm. He found the ripest, juiciest looking melon closest to the gate and then coated it all over with glue. This must have been a really special brand of glue because the next day when the jackal arrived and grabbed the melon, the glue was still effective. It sealed his mouth shut. Now, if you're like me, your first question on hearing this would be to inquire the name of the manufacturer of this amazing everlasting glue. But this being a folktale, the glue was of course completely fictitious. The poor jackal with his mouth sealed shut tried to scream but he couldn't. He jumped around frantically but no matter what he did, his mouth remained shut. He realized that this trick must have been played on him by the barber. Rather than go to a doctor, he decided he would go and end his life somewhere far away, far from the human 
who had bested him. He lay down on the ground and waited for the end. It did not come. Instead, what came was the rain. And as everyone knows, water can completely wash away glue. Even super glue like this one. The jackal had a new lease on life. But he was a trickster. He still needed to play some tricks. He looked at all the mud around him and that gave him an idea. Conveniently, he saw an empty pot that just happened to be there in the middle of a jungle. He quickly filled up the pot with mud and covered the top of the pot with leaves, just as he had seen milkmaids do. He went to the nearest village and began shouting, Fresh butter for sale, utterly butterly delicious. No one seemed to think it was strange that a jackal was walking with a pot on its head, like a milkmaid. One lady, in particular, bought into the act so easily, she wanted to buy the whole pot of butter. She did want to see the butter, but the jackal easily talked her out of it. If you open the top of the pot, it will easily spoil the butter, don't you know? He said. Look, most packaged foods have a warning. If opened, consume within a day. This butter is preservative free. And if you open it now, it will spoil within an hour. If you're wondering if the butter is really good, you just have to take my word for it. She did, and she paid him 10 silver coins for providing what she considered an exclusive product. None of her friends or neighbors had bought butter from a jackal before. I'm not sure what the jackal meant to do with the money or why he needed that money in the first place. But the jackal somehow managed to put the money away and made his way out of the village. The first thing he saw was the carcass of a buffalo. It had recently died. To the jackal, this was a treat. It had been a long time since he had tasted buffalo. Without worrying too much about the health risks, he dug right in. As he was busy filling himself up on buffalo, he did not notice until it was too late that a crowd had formed around the carcass. Luckily for him, the crowd did not notice him. He was just a tiny creature and he had somehow eaten his way into the buffalo. He had to think his way out of this now. The buffalo must have been a family pet and a crowd pleaser. Many people were upset and crying. If they found out that he had been eating the buffalo, that might mean a sticky end for him. 
he had an idea that he had clearly borrowed from other stories. From within his hiding spot inside the remains of the buffalo, he started speaking in a loud voice. Everyone was shocked. Not surprising though. Imagine what would happen if someone had lived with a pet for years and only to find out after it died that it could speak. But the voice assured them that it was the spirit of their pet buffalo. Hovering here before them to thank them for treating it so well all of its life. When the gullible villagers asked if there was anything they could do for him, he only asked for some chicken. Weirdly, that did not raise any suspicions in the villagers' minds. Maybe they figured it was a necessary passage to the afterlife. Or maybe, because the buffalo had been tethered next to the chickens all its life, it had been curious what they tasted like. But regardless, in yet another mini-victory for animals over people, the people complied. And then, just as the buffalo spirit told them to, they left the chicken alone with it and walked away without moving or cremating the remains. When all the villagers were gone, so was the jackal, with the chicken, of course. He wandered here and there, and finally, one day, he got a taste of his own medicine. He was scared off by a little child hiding in a tree who pretended to be a scary leaf monster. It was surprising that an animal that managed to outwit the barber and a whole village in an impossible situation was outclassed by a child's voice and some moving branches in a tree. But there you have it. Such are life's mysteries. Panicking and scared out of his wits, the jackal ran away. He finally stopped running after he realized that the scary leaf monster was not chasing him. He looked around and realized with horror that he had accidentally entered the one place he had resolved to avoid. He was in the village where the barber lived. His worst fears were realized as just then, the barber captured him in a trap. The barber jumped for joy. All these days, he had neglected his work and he had exclusively been hanging around, setting traps in case the jackal came back. And now, it had worked. The barber quickly tied up the jackal and took him home. He could have ended the jackal's life right away. But no. To him, it totally made sense to celebrate first. So he left the animal for his wife to watch him. Maybe he should have warned her or something. Because no sooner had he gone, the jackal begged the barber's wife to let him drink a little water from the puddle just outside the house. 
She resisted, but eventually gave in after he promised not to run away the moment she cut the ropes. I guess she thought that trusting the word of the creature that betrayed your husband hundreds of times is totally fine, if he asks politely. As everyone must have guessed, the moment she cut the ropes, he did not drink the water and offer for her to tie him up again. He ran away. He escaped the village and made it to the next one. And the next one. And after some more village hopping, he finally got to the capital of the kingdom he was in. He was passing by a rundown house when he heard an interesting monologue coming from within. It was an old man complaining about how he was penniless and that he had seven daughters to take care of. He added that if anyone should hypothetically walk in and ask for one of his daughter's hands in marriage, he would agree, no questions asked. The jackal thought that this was an offer too hard to resist. It was just what he had always wanted, a human bride. So he walked into the house and, after a quick round of introductions, calmly asked the poor penniless man for the hand of his eldest daughter. The right one or the left one? asked the man. And what will you give me in return? You fool, I'm asking for her hand in marriage, replied the jackal. You were just talking about it a few minutes ago as I was passing by. That gave the man some pause. He had certainly been saying that, sure, because he had listened to enough episodes of this podcast to think that a prince would just happen to chance by and to take him up on his offer. But a jackal? Still, he could not go back on his word. So he did agree to the union. I'd like to say that the girl had a choice in all this. But then, I'd be lying. She was married to the jackal right away by the poor man who happened to have the authority to officiate the wedding. And right after... The jackal took her to his home. This is the first mention of a home for the jackal. As you might expect, his home was a cave. The cave seemed completely inaccessible, except that the jackal knew a secret staircase that led there. When they got inside the cave, the girl was pleasantly surprised to see that there was a palace inside it. In a plot twist that makes no sense whatsoever, it was revealed at this point that the jackal was not really a jackal. It was a human, a magician in the guise of a jackal. Yep, I was shocked too when I heard this story the first time. The magician simply preferred to live as a jackal. But he did not reveal the secret, 
even to his bride. He would only take off the jackal skin very briefly each morning to wash it. But then, he would quickly squeeze his 6 feet tall, 180 pounds body into the skin of a 1 foot tall and 20 pound jackal. This continued every day without the jackal's wife noticing. Which goes to show, there's some value in waking up early. One day though, the girl's father came by to visit and to complain about how he still had six daughters to take care of. Because he had had letters from his daughter describing a luxurious life, he felt that it was time to ask his prosperous son-in-law for a handout, even if said son-in-law was a jackal. Oh, quit your whining, said the jackal. He asked the man to wait where they were outside the cave. He didn't want his father-in-law to see the palace. The man might just move in with his family. Instead, the jackal brought him a watermelon. What am I to do with this? The man asked. Eat the pulp, drink the juice, play with the seeds, and then pick the largest seed in the lot and plant it. Then, sell the fruit you get out of it, said the jackal. That's better than nothing, thought the old man, and went home. He did plant the largest seed in their yard. To his surprise, the very next day, the seed had germinated and was now a huge watermelon plant, bearing lots of fruit. The old man's neighbor lady who had a habit of peering over the garden fence, decided that the watermelons were greener on the other side. She offered to buy a melon from the man, earning him his first sale. The neighbor lady cut open the melon in her kitchen and instead of the typical pulp, she was shocked to see that it was full of seeds. Only... They weren't seeds. They were diamonds and rubies and sapphires. This was enough wealth to buy all the cricket teams in the IPL. She positively must buy out all of her neighbor's stock, she thought. So she quickly went back and brought every single melon the old man could sell her. The watermelon plant withered and died overnight. And the family had made 30 silver coins, which was more money than they had seen their whole life. That day, the youngest daughter happened to find one melon in the corner that had been missed somehow. She cut it open to eat it and found all kinds of precious stones inside. Now it made sense to her why their neighbor had been so eager to buy every last melon. She told her father everything. And the two of them confronted the neighbor. But the neighbor coolly denied everything. 
at least, thought the father, it's fine. We can't get every last precious stone, but we can still live a life of luxury with just the stones we found in the last melon. That's what he thought. But when he tried to sell the stones, he was immediately arrested on suspicion of smuggling, money laundering, and non-payment of income taxes. The precious stones were confiscated and given to the jeweler. No one believed his story about where those jewels came from. Well, after the family somehow managed to bail him out, the old man then went back to the jackal. The jackal seemed ready for this. He gave the old man a magic pot, something that could make any food instantaneously and with no raw ingredients. Just water. At this point, you have to wonder, if the jackal had such a magic pot, why did he go to all that trouble with the farm and then the buffalo and the chicken? Makes no sense. But the pot really worked. It was amazing. The old man and his daughters loved this gift. They didn't have inventory management or cooking or grocery shopping problems to deal with. If they wanted, say, chocolate chip ice cream with chopped walnuts and sprinkles, they instantly got chocolate chip ice cream with chopped walnuts and sprinkles. But unfortunately for the family, the king of the land coincidentally was passing by and eavesdropping on his subjects. He heard about this magic pot and confiscated it immediately. At least, this time the old man wasn't arrested. He went back to the jackal a third time. Because this is a folktale and these things are usually done in threes. The jackal was expecting that too. He gave his father-in-law a rope and a stick this time. This was straightforward. The rope and stick had a single purpose. The rope would tie up whomever the old man wanted and the stick would beat them. And they would only obey the old man. What if I tried it on you? The old man asked the jackal. Don't be silly enough to think that I don't know the administrator password to the rope and stick, said the jackal. More importantly, aren't you convinced yet that I'm on your side? The old man did try the rope and stick and they worked perfectly on the neighbor lady until she returned all the melons. It also worked on the jeweler who returned the jewels he had confiscated. And it worked on the king, who promptly returned the magical pot. And after all that, the jackal's wife did manage to wake up early enough one day to discover his secret, when he took off his jackal's skin to wash it. She promptly burned the skin, so that he would have to stay as a human forever. If it was such a magical skin, she really should have kept it locked, instead of just burning it up. 
everyone lived happily ever after. Except for the jackal, who was miserable because he missed the carefree jackal life. And the victims of the stick were not happy either. They lived in constant fear of it. And the barber and his wife were upset at having missed the chance to get revenge on the jackal. So, come to think of it, it was only the old man and his seven daughters who were happier at the end of the story. That's all I have for this week. Some notes on the show. It's no coincidence that a jackal and a barber were chosen to represent all animals and all humans. For no apparent reason at all, a barber was thought to be the cleverest of humans, just as a jackal was considered the cleverest of animals. And if you're wondering what the cleverest bird is, it's obviously the crow. That's one area where modern science may agree with common human knowledge in medieval India. Anyway, back to the jackal and the barber. The story is almost in two different parts. The first part is a contest between the jackal and the barber. A battle of wits that is handily won by the jackal, proving once again that the best of the humans is no match for the best of the animals. In the second half, in a complete U-turn, the jackal was revealed to be a human as well attempting to dispel the notion that an animal can be smarter than a human. If you think about it, the second half of the story goes off in a completely different direction, almost as if in reality, two separate stories were hastily joined together. Now, given that I have inexhaustible knowledge of the past, present and future, I can in fact confirm that these were indeed two separate stories that were put together in haste. The idea of those magical gifts, in particular, gift number two and three, are very similar to the ones we covered in episode 23, Magical Treatment. That's all for this week. In the next episode, we'll do a story from the Panchatantra, where we'll get more life lessons from animal behavior. If you have comments or suggestions, or if there are particular stories you would like to hear, please do let me know by leaving a comment or a review on the site sfipodcast.com or tweet at sfipodcast. You can also find me on Instagram and Facebook. Be sure to subscribe to the show to get notified automatically of new episodes. Thanks to all of you listeners for your continued support and your feedback. The music is from purpleplanet.com. That's purple-planet.com. I'll see you next time.